years ago are so true today, are they not? We are in need of divine help. We are in need of God to do something in our land. I I love the words that Dr. King said. He said, let us rise up tonight with a greater readiness. Let us stand with a greater determination. And let us move on in these powerful days, these days of challenge to make America what it ought to be. We have an opportunity to make America a better nation. Those words are true, are they not? There is an opportunity before us. It's hard for me to, to see how things could get much worse on some levels. I don't know how things are all going to change. I, 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 I just, I believe in the God that I believe Dr. King knew and represented. And I believe that Dr. King's heart is, should be the heartbeat of all of ours. That we would rise up with a greater determination. That we would be ready. That we would do whatever we can with the power of the Holy Spirit within us to make America what it ought to be. See, what's happened is not just something that happened overnight or over the last four years. It's been a slow migration, hasn't it, for us as a country from from the God that Dr. King worshiped and loved and the God that we sing to today. So I want to challenge us to Seek the Lord. We sang some words to songs today. I don't, I don't know if, if, if when you're worshiping or singing, if things just stick with you, but today I wrote these things down during our time of singing. We sang these words. I have the authority that Jesus has given me. Listen, I have the authority that Jesus has given me. You have that authority as well. It's not something a pastor has given you. It's not something that that you taking a a class uh, at a university has given you. We have the power and the authority. We have the confidence that Jesus himself has given us. Listen, if there's any hope that I have for our nation, it's, it's, it's that, that those who have this authority that Christ has given them would stand up, rise up, and do what's right. That's the authority we walk under. Not, not under the proclamation of, of, of another person or, or a group that, that sets a rule or, or a law. Or, no, we have the authority of God Almighty. Does that not encourage you? That, 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 that ought to lift your spirits today. We, we, we sing these words. I'm not enough unless you come. 
We sang that in, in, in a setting like this and we're praying for a move of the Spirit in this room today as in every house of worship in our city and around the nation. We pray that people would not just gather to sing a few songs or, or join with us uh, online and, and just sing some songs and go through the motion, check a box saying, hey, listen, we, 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 did, we did church today, whatever that means, right? More importantly, we need to move the Spirit in this house, but, but here's what I love in relation to our nation needs a move of the Spirit. And, and unless God comes back and unless the Spirit moves, we won't see change. You remember what the word of the Lord says, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and make more rules, uh, or put a new person in the Oval Office. No. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and what? And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will, what's he gonna do to our land? Heal it. Guys, listen, the same God that can heal our land is the same God that lives within us and we have that authority to go in his power and his strength. And I just can't help but think that he is the one that we need to be calling out to more. Would you stand with me today as we pray? Lord, I'm so thankful for those words and that reminder from Dr. King about our nation and, and the dire straits that, that, that it was in in the day in which he spoke those words. But God, we've not gotten any better. We still are broken. And Lord, in my lifetime, I've never seen the United States more divided. Lord, I've never seen human beings more at odds with one another than than I see today. Lord, I've, I've never seen even churches, the body of Christ divided over things that I know grieve your heart. And so God, today, we stand in the authority and the power and the confidence that you have given us. And Lord, I pray that our desire would be that we want to be a light in the darkness. And God, that we will stand for truth and that we will love people. And, and God, even when people don't agree with us or think differently, God, God, we still will be confident who we are in Christ and we will still love as Jesus loves. Is that okay to pray that? What if I pray this? Lord, today I pray for President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. And I do that because God, that's what you ask of me. And that's the right thing to do if you ask me to. And Father, I pray for them because I'm reminded of your word that says that all authority has been placed by God. And so, Father, I, I, I pray today for, for President-elect Biden and, and Vice President-elect Harris. Lord, today that you would surround them with your peace and presence. And Lord, today in even a greater capacity that they would know that, that you are with them. And I pray that they would be with you. 
God, that the, the leadership and the decisions that they make and, and God, the people they surround themselves with, God, that they also, God, would be people that, well, would realize that unless you come, we're not really gonna see a change. So Lord, I pray for them as they prepare. I pray for this week. And Lord, I pray against anything that would continue to, to drive a wedge within our nation. Lord, I, I also today, I wanna pray for our sitting president, President Trump. And Lord, I pray that you would surround him with your presence also. I can't imagine what he's going through. Lord, I just pray today that he would know also that you are near to him. God, we need you. We need you. And as your people, we humble ourselves. We pray. We turn from our wicked ways and Lord, we seek your face. Lord, that's what we are called to do. And God, as we do that, wow, <laughs> then you're gonna do what you do. And you're gonna heal our land. And can I just say this in advance? To God be the glory. To God be the glory for the great things he has done and will do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, thank you guys. Be seated. Wow. Thanks, Ezra. I've got about 16 minutes. Are you ready? How you doing with your resolution so far? It's day 17 or decisions you've made or goals you've set. We had a women's gathering in this room this last Tuesday night and they were talking about goal setting and continue to set things. The, the, the great scholar Yogi Berra said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time, right? By the way, I heard, I think there's gonna be a stamp of Yogi Berra. Get me the book of them, all right? Come on, somebody. How you doing so far? Day 17, right? And you may not set resolutions or go, I don't know, what, but, but what are you aiming at for 2021? I hope that there's more than, I'm just gonna try to survive, you know? Um, I'm just gonna try to make it through, plot through. I think there's more that God has for you. I, I, I love what I read of, of Jonathan Edwards, a great preacher and theologian um, uh, of, uh, you know, back in the day. And, and, and I love what his resolution was. He says, resolution number one, I will live for Christ. One person said, amen. I was, I'm sorry, Dr. Edwards, but I will live for Christ. You know what his second resolution was? If no one else will, I still will live for Christ. <laughs> I love that. What, what are you living for this year? What, what, what's your goal? What's your dream? What's your aspiration? Some of you are just like, I just want to get to Europe and travel again. Come on. I mean, what, what, what are you looking forward to this year? You know? 
We started a series last week entitled, Let's Move. Our word for the year is moving. By the way, do you have your little stretchy band bracelet? I have to wear this to remind me that, that listen, it's time. I got to move. I don't need to stay where I'm at. God wants to take me to another level. He wants to do something new in my life. Isaiah 43, 19, God says, hey, look, can't you see it? I'm doing a new thing, right? I love that. But are you moving? We started this series, Let's Move. It's time for us. It's January. It's the doldrums of winter. God sent, did you know it's snowed last Sunday while we were here. I felt like in the third service, that movie White Christmas, you know, they open up the barn doors and there's snow, 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 snow. It won't be long, right? It snowed. Love that. God's doing a new thing. He wants us to move. He wants to take us to another level. That's his desire for you. I love this quote that I found this week. It says this, I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. Wow, that's good, isn't it? Isn't that awesome? I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. There's some truth in that, is there not? That is rich. That's rich. And those were the words spoken by that great childhood hero of ours, Winnie the Pooh. Some of you, that's all you're going to remember from our time together today. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Winnie. But isn't that true? That, hey, listen, he says, I always get to where, can't you just see Pooh Bear? I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. We're on a journey to help you get from where you've been to where God wants to take you, to where you should go. God wants to take you to a new place and a new level. He doesn't want us to stay the same. And listen, here's the thing about our thing called the Christian life. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. You're either progressing or you're digressing. There is no static. I'm just going to stay the same. You, 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 where are you today? Are you moving forward? If you're not, then you're probably taking... Remember the words of our friend Pooh Bear. God wants to move you to that next place. I've got to leave where I'm at in order to get to where I'm going. We looked at a verse last week. I threw this out towards the end of our time together. It's found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Peter says, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You must grow in the knowledge of our Lord, in the grace of our Lord and Savior. There's this idea that we should be progressing. We should be moving to a new level with the Lord. Did any of you set that maybe as a goal for the new year? That's God's desire for you. And this journey that we're going to be on for the next 365 minus 17 will be about 348. Is that close? Wiley High School, come on, fighting pirates. For the next 347 days, this is going to be a journey of learning and growing 
And there are gonna be some opportunities for you not to do anything, but how will you respond? I pray that we would follow the instruction of Peter, that we would continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Spiritual growth, what is that? I wanna go back to the very first chapter in this same book that we closed with last week. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses three through eight, I love how Peter unpacks this idea of spiritual growth for us. Listen to what he says. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for godly life. Stop the bus. As a believer in Jesus Christ, do you realize that God has given you everything you need to live a godly life? It's there. The question is, are you unpacking that and letting that out? Are you following that? Are you walking in that power? Are you walking in the power of the Spirit? It's there for you. It's there. We oftentimes say, the devil made me do it. Well, the devil made you do it because you let the devil make you do it. Right? The same power that conquered the grave lives within me. The word of the Lord says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Listen, you have everything you need as a believer in Jesus Christ to live this godly life that he has mapped out for you. The challenge is, will you? Peter says, by this divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have reached all, uh, uh, we have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he's given us great and precious promises. I love what Pastor Chacha alluded to earlier. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Listen, there's this potential in us to live like Jesus Christ, to escape the world's desires and pleasures. It's that power, that dunamis, the Holy Spirit within us. Again, the question is, will you let him have his way? Will you let the spirit control and dominate your life? Peter goes on to say, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith. Some translations say add to. Supplement or add to your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness oh, with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. What he's doing is reminding them, hey, this is how we should be living our lives. These are things that Jesus himself would be doing. We're growing in our knowledge and, and, and we want to grow, but, but, but we need to begin living out these things that we know as we grow that we know that God would have for us. We need to embrace these qualities that God maps out for us, these things that we read about in Jesus's life that he was all about. Listen, that is the litmus test to see if you're growing spiritually. Are you more like Jesus today than you were yesterday? Have you grown this year? And yes, I love what Pastor Chach alluded to, that, that situations in life, listen, we, we, we can, we can do, do, do we see that as a setback or do we see, uh, do we see it as, as an obstacle or do we see it as an opportunity for God to do something in us? I mean, are y'all with me today? I'm preaching my dadgum guts out up here. Man, Holy Spirit, come. Ooh. The more you grow, verse eight says like this, the more productive and useful you will be 
in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I ask you, let's be honest, where do you look to for knowledge? Where, where, where do you look to for, 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 or who do you look to to kind of guide you and how you're gonna function and what you're gonna believe and how you're gonna operate? What or who are you looking to today? Peter's encouragement is for us to look to God for that knowledge and to grow in that. But the reality is, you know what I see happening today? So many of us look to man and his schemes and man's plans versus the one who is knowledge and truth. Or, or, or we begin to follow our emotions. So that means we look at ourselves versus looking to the one who is truth. Or, or, or maybe we begin to survey and see what's, what's popular in culture. And we'll let Madison Avenue or Vogue magazine or, or some news media outlet become really our source of knowledge, our source of truth. Man, it reminds me of a, a, a Bible story I learned. You need to be careful. How does a wise man, what does he build his life on? And what does a foolish man build his life on? Do I need to sing that song for you today? Maybe next week. Because time is precious. But what are you looking to? For the, I love what Peter says here that we need to be looking to God. He's within us. And are you letting him grow you in your faith? I, I love the idea here also in this passage because, well, then I, in, in, I shared this last week because in the passage we looked at last week, we were called sons. And, and, and when somebody was called a son, that means you take on the quality and the characteristics of we're called sons and daughters of the king. My question is, are we living like that? If, if there's a more simple way for me to define spiritual growth and, and to give you a, a better litmus test, <clears throat> I already asked you the question. It's simply mimicking, imitating Jesus Christ, right? In fact, I love what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse one. It says, you should imitate me, Paul says, just as I am imitating Christ. You want to know if you're growing spiritually? <clears throat> it's real simple. Do I look more like Jesus today than I did yesterday or last week or last year? How do I know if I'm living like Jesus? What would Jesus live like? Well, I'm glad you asked that because it's recorded here in the Bible. <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you read this? You need not be afraid of the Bible. In fact, let me tell you what it says here in, in I can't remember what, it's, what the passage is, 2 Timothy 3. It says, all scripture is inspired by God. So who wrote this? It's inspired by God. Now, some 40 different authors penned it under the inspiration of God himself. All scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to do what? What does it do? It teaches us what is true. Again, what are you looking at? What is your true north? It makes us realize what's wrong in our life. Sometimes it rebukes us and says, uh-oh, danger, danger, Will Robinson. What is going on? <clears throat> Sometimes it rebukes us. It corrects us when we are wrong, right? You read some, oh man, I, I thought I'd heard that murder was wrong, but I wasn't quite sure, you know? 
It, it corrects us. I joke about that. It is wrong, right? But it, it corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what's right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Do you read this? You need not be afraid of the word of God. It's good for you. Use it. Get into it. Now, real quickly, because time is running out and the snow flurries are about to start falling outside. I want to give you a couple of practical steps that I think will help you move to the next level with the Lord. I'm a practical guy. I need some, hey, I need some X's and O's. I'm giving you an X and an O today. Uh, a plan that, that I believe if you will, listen, you've got to be intentional about spiritual growth. I don't think there's any one of us in this room that says, you know, dad, going, I'm going to stop moving forward in my pursuit of God and I'm just going to move backwards. No, 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 no true believer would ever think that. No true believer would ever say, I'm done with you, God, and I'm just going to backtrack. No, no, no. But what happens is spiritual complacency sets in not intentionally on our part, but unintentionally. It's a slow progression. Uh, um, I'm just not going to do it this time, or I'm not going to go this time, or, you know, I'm really tired, and, you know, I'm going to let somebody else lead out this time. And, you know what, man, I've been in, I've been in you know, life groups now for, you know, one semester, and I've just reached my quota and we don't intentionally become spiritually complacent or spiritually lazy. But I'm going to tell you on the flip side, in order for you to grow this year in Christ spiritually, you're going to have to be intentional about it. You're going to have to work, 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 work. You're going to have to. You're going to have to be intentional about that. It's, listen, as, as best a plan as we make here and as great as the discipleship pathway as we have mapped out for you that you picked up last week, right? These little great refrigerator magnets. Listen, as great as this stuff is, listen, you're going to have to make the choice. God, I want to go to the next level with you. I want to grow in my knowledge of who you are. I want to become more like you, Jesus. You've got to be intentional about that. A couple of practical things real quick. Number one, I want to encourage you to do something. I want to encourage you to begin to read the Bible and to study it. What? Yeah, guys, listen, this is a handbook for living. It's a handbook for living. When we set out to plant this church, uh, I, I said, you know what? We are, uh, the very first statement I made is we're going to use the Bible because we believe God's word is the best tool and map for our lives today. You guys okay with that? Listen, this is a handbook for, that shows you how to live your life. It, 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 it's great. Read, read, read some of the letters to, to the churches in the New Testament. Hey, read Proverbs. Read what, whatever. This is January. Read chapter 17 of Proverbs. I heard someone say that a Proverbs a day can help keep foolish living away, right? Because in Proverbs, you see a wise and foolish man's life laid out, right? Read that. Read a, a letter that, 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 that one of the, the, the authors wrote to a church. Read, read 2 Peter. There's only three chapters. Come on, take three days this week. Read a chapter a day. Write down, read the Bible. Hey, the, 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 you want to know what Jesus was like? Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It tells you what he's, he was like in his teachings. The Old Testament gives us Jesus's lineage and talks about some of the great people of the faith. Come on. Get in the word of God. Do you like it? Do you read it? It's good for you. Not just read it, but study it. 
Listen, don't just read the Bible for information, but for transformation. Let the word of God change your life. Read it and study it. I want to encourage, hey, they tell us this, that the first 10 minutes of your day, when you wake up, the clock is running. And those first 10 minutes, whatever you set your mind to or begin to think about, sets the trajectory for the rest of your day. That's why I'm always going to be a proponent of getting in the word of God early before I turn on GMA. Because I want the word of God to kind of set my trajectory for the day. Am I talking to anybody right now, right? I'm just going to read it before I go to bed. That's great. You're going to live like the devil all day and you're going to sleep like Jesus, but you've lived like the devil all day, right? Let the word of, get into it. Those first 10 minutes are so important for you. Hey, there's a thing called two good minutes. I would encourage you to follow it on Instagram somewhere. Just trying to set the trajectory of your life every morning at 8 a.m. I've already put in a full day's work at 8 a.m., preacher. Good for you, overachiever. But listen, get in the word of God and let it set the trajectory for your life. Read it. Study it. Secondly, I'm going to tell you this. You need to get into a group. You need to get in a group of other believers that will challenge you in your walk with Christ. Listen, reading the word of God is good, absolutely. You need to do that individually. But I'm telling you, there is something that takes you even to another level whenever you're able to get with another group of believers and share and sharpen with one another what the word of God has done in your life. Awesome. You ought to. In fact, it's interesting to me, I read a statistic say, the, 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 the five closest people you surround yourself with, you become like. <laughs> so you're like, man, I just can't ever seem to get over the hump in life. Well, because you're hanging out with losers. Or man, I just, man, I'm always in financial straits. Well, because you're hanging out with people probably that got some financial. Oh man, you know what? I just, you know, man, my friends just got a divorce. Well, who are you hanging out with? Uh, who you surround yourself, going back to that Proverbs book, he who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fool, a companion of fools will suffer harm. Who you surround yourself with is a big deal. Listen, I love groups in 1910 because they're surrounded, you, you have an opportunity to surround you. Listen, you gotta be intentional to run out of this room in just a few minutes and run to, to the atrium where it says kids. Back there, you're gonna find Pastor Jen and her team ready, ready to help you find a group that's gonna sharpen you. You need a group. It's good to study the word of God and grow and let God do work you. But listen, listen, you need other people to reinforce that. Listen, did, did Jesus need disciples? No, come on. Guy who walks on water doesn't need some guy that doesn't know how to catch fish to tell him what to do in life. Are you kidding me? Jesus didn't need the disciples, but yet Jesus still chose to invite them to be a part of his life. Jesus was modeling for us what he wanted us to follow. Group life. Be with other people. That's why I love 1910 Church. I love it on so many different levels, but I love it because we've got so many incredible opportunities for you to find a group and get plugged into. Financial struggles, you, anybody dealing with financial struggles? Okay, let's forget that one then, bad example. No, you are. You want help with finance? We've got a group for that. You can sign up for it. Anybody need parenting help? You may feel like you're raising the devil yourself in your home. Yeah, we can help you with that. Classes on exorcism start next week, okay? 
just kidding. Um, so many different groups. We got groups that meet here on campus. We got groups that meet in people's homes. We got groups that meet in person. We got groups that meet Zoom. You, there, there are no excuses. It broke my heart this week. I got a text message from somebody that says, you know, man, it's because I've been inviting. Hey, we miss you. We miss you. And blah, 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 blah. We miss you. Miss you. And, and just a text message. You know, when I just, we miss our community of faith. We miss being there. I got to fight back the urge, the, the urge in me that says, well, I ain't going anywhere. I've been here. You've got to be intentional if you want to be in a group. And if you want to grow spiritually, you've got to make the effort. Guys, we have interest groups. Did you know that we have a, a Christian writers group? They're writing books and novels and going to record episodes of The Chosen. I don't know. They're, they're, they're good. Um, we've got groups that play golf together and pray together and share devotions together and encourage one another. We've got outdoorsman groups. We got radiant groups for women and they were here this last Tuesday night and set goals and hoot and hollered and had a great time. And we got groups for men. We got men. Hey, we got a Man U conference coming up February the 5th and 6th. We're going to have lots of meat to eat. We're going to be challenged with incredible speakers. We got great, I've got a leadership panel that's going to come and challenge us as men in various aspects of leadership. Hey, listen, we even have a date night event planned on Saturday night for you dudes. Your preacher is helping you out, brother. But you got to sign up for it. You got you to take advantage of that. We, we even have a group for a holy yoga. Are you kidding me? I need some of that. I need some of that. Put my broga pants on and go in there and get me some yoga on. Bottom line is this. It's up to you. Our team has done an incredible job of laying out opportunities for you to get in a growth group. The challenge is, what will you do with everything you've heard today? Peter says, I want to encourage you. You've got the power of God and you need to grow. Paul would say in, in Philippians 3, he says, hey, I want to be like Christ. We know that the word of God is good for us. We know that there's this thing called community with other believers that, that help us as we move on. We sharpen one another. We pray together. The question is, what are you going to do with it all? That's it. Stand with me. Pastor Jen, go get your team ready because people about to run out there and overwhelm our network, signing up and registering for groups. Prayer ministry team, will you come join the preacher down front today? Because we want to give people an opportunity today to be ministered to. We know that in a room this size, and by the way, if you're not physically here with us, but you're watching online right now, you can still text us and we will have one of our prayer team members reach out to you to come alongside of you with whatever you're facing today. We don't want you to walk alone. And we believe that God's got some, some words through, through this team that just might meet a need in your life. And that goes for all of us here today. So I'm gonna pray and, and you're gonna be dismissed and, and you're gonna have an opportunity to come and be prayed over. And you're gonna also have an opportunity to go and find a group. God, we've heard from you. Do you guys feel like the spirit met us today? God, I pray that we would obey your spirit promptly right now with whatever you're telling us to do. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, you're dismissed.